Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. Hi, today we have Emmeline from Talk About It podcast. So, Emmeline, why don't you introduce your podcast first? Hi, guys. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on. I've been so excited to be on this podcast for so long now, and it's finally here. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a good introduction. My name is Emmeline. I have a podcast called Talk About It. Um, it is a podcast I've been running for the past fifteen months now, which has been absolutely crazy. It's been such an adventure. Um, and I started the podcast back in 2021 because two teens in my local area um, both died very suddenly. They both took their own lives and it was really, really shocking to the community. So I, I thought, you know what, I think there needs to be more discussion about mental health. And there still does. So I decided to start my podcast just to kind of get the talk of mental health uh, going, especially for younger people. And that's what's been happening. It's been going really, really well. I've had so many crazy, great opportunities. I've made friends worldwide, uh, country ride. It's amazing. And then just a little bit more about myself. I'm also a journalist. I write a, a fortnightly column for my local paper. And I was also uh, selected to write a column for the national paper called the Irish Independent and basically that paper uh, wanted me to write about an article every day for my exams um, so I've just finished school and I'll be starting college in September uh, so yeah it's just a bit about me and where I'm heading. That's actually pretty cool I didn't know that you could write papers for your local um, newspaper that's pretty cool. And also um, the cause of your podcast it's coming from a great place. Thank you. Yeah, it's it, it's been a hard place to come from. It, when I tell people, they're always kind of surprised. Uh, but look, it, it's a cause I really, really care about. And it's something now I've taken a break over the past uh, month, which has been lovely. And now this week, now I'm back working again, podcast wise, back doing interviews and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, there'll be loads more topics about mental health coming coming soon. Mm-hmm. I like that. Since you know, you're you're doing a lot of mental health for this series, we're doing uh, mental health, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, eating disorders and body images. So what do you know about eating disorders? Uh, funnily enough, I didn't know very much about it until I watched an Irish documentary called Unspoken, and people can find it if they go onto my Instagram page at underscore talk about a podcast. I have the documentary linked in my Instagram, so you can actually go check it out because it's a documentary uh, I just happened to watch one night. It just came on the TV. I was like, oh, why not? And it's about three men uh, who are Irish called Owen, uh, Cormac and Daniel. And they speak about their their eating disorders and the kind of stigma that surrounds it in Ireland and what the Irish health system is like concerning eating disorders. So I thought I was well educated on the matter until I watched that documentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still no professional. I'm still learning. I'm still talking to people about this kind of things because I've never personally suffered with an eating disorder. Um, I know people who have. Um, and it's extremely difficult to to discuss, to for them to discuss and for people to hear about. But it's true, you know, so I don't want to go. I don't want to come on here saying that I know everything. I don't. I'm still learning. 
But if you mm-hmm. do want to learn about, you know, especially men's mental uh, mental health and eating disorders, I highly suggest walking, watching that documentary because it still it still sticks with me. Like I watched it mm-hmm. six months ago now mm-hmm. and it's still with me. Uh, you talked about how you learn about eating disorder. Um, but like, what's your take on eating disorders stemming from concerns over body sizes or body image in general? Okay, so for me, having seen a lot of this kind of stem from online, so TikTok and Instagram especially, was kind of, for me, seeing people online where a lot of people's insecurities lie is seeing people who are really, really skinny and just quote-unquote perfect. Um, when that's not the case, like it's all filters, it's all Photoshop. I do a lot of photography myself, actually. Uh, it's kind of a, a side hustle I do. Um, I do photography for different events and stuff like that. And people are always very conscious when I come with a camera, with how they look, I tend to see when, when I take out the camera that people are kind of fixing themselves automatically and asking their friend, oh, how do I look? And for me, that's, that's kind of comes from the insecurity about seeing these models online or seeing these people online that look perfect when nobody is. Like they're all just filters and Photoshop and stuff. So, and I think when, then when the eating order just stems from that discomfort in your own body. Um, so that's where I kind of see it happening, especially online. So yeah, from, from me, from an outsider looking in, that's where I kind of see a lot of people have, have kind of started their eating disorders and the way that, you know, people, I've chatted people on my podcast who've had it and they said it just stemmed from a lot of, you know, social, social stigma really is, is mm-hmm. how it began for them. And um, you just said that you're also a photographer, like a side hustle thing. Um, As a photographer, like, have you ever talked to the people like who are fixing themselves? Like you could say um, you don't have to, you know, fix your hair. It looks fine or something. Like, have you ever done anything like that? A hundred percent. It's 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 fifty percent of the job. Do you know what I mean? I really mm-hmm. didn't expect it to be such a big part of the job, but it is. Um, and when I tell that to other people, they're really, really shocked. But I'm like, no, it's true. A, a lot of younger people, like people, I think between the like between the ages of about twenty five and sixteen, really don't care. And most mm-hmm. of them, ninety percent of the time, they're actually quite easygoing. Um, and then people who are like sixty plus don't don't really mind. They're like, of course, take a picture. It's mm-hmm. the people who are actually between the ages between the ages of twenty five and and fifty who really care the most and that's kind of that kind of stuck out to me uh because mm-hmm. I photograph all age groups I, I take pictures of, of everybody when I when I do it it's just the industry that I'm in and um those people in particular always tend to fix themselves or say oh don't take that kind of angle shot but I always kind of comfort them I'm like look you look fabulous the way you are I would tell you if there's something on your shirt or <laughs> something on your face do you know what I mean uh just mm-hmm. to kind of settle people and I always show them photograph afterwards and go look if you're not happy with it We'll take it again sometimes they're happy with it and they just want to leave it they want the one photo they're done sometimes they like taking it five six seven times until they're happy but it's really just making people comfortable in the way they look and that's kind of I realized was part of the job when I when I take photos of people is to make people comfortable and make people happy with the way that they look and that's that builds confidence as well mm-hmm Right. I think it's actually quite interesting what you said, because I thought people who uh, used social media more would care more about how they look in pictures. But it's uh, those people who are already 
in the working force or like those 30, 40s, people in the 40s. And why do you think that they have that problem? I think because we're very lucky in a sense that I think people kind of in our age group so I'm going to say between between the ages of 13 and 25 a lot of us would be on TikTok at the moment I, I feel mm-hmm. or, or these kind of things and there's a lot of positive influences coming into the field is what I'm finding um so people like Spencer Barbosa who is a Canadian uh, TikToker and she's one of the people I look up to she's an amazing po- uh, positive body image kind of um of message going on and you know as well like the documentary i've talked about these men are in their uh early to mid uh, early to mid to late 20s and you know i think we're just in that kind of era now where there's a lot of positive talk going on a lot of change going on we're just we're at mm-hmm. that kind of generation that want to see a positive impact in the world not even just with body image but with climate change with politics we're that kind of generation that want to see a positive change where for the older generation I think they got caught up in a lot of the negative effects of social media from a very early stage like it progressed so quickly for them and it it still is progressing so quickly for them that I think that sometimes just the negative can stand out over the positive where we use it so much now on a daily basis that we see the positive and negative but we understand that we've got to take the bad with the good and we kind of are learning how to do that now um, so I just think for that kind of, and, and we're so used to taking photographs as well. I mean, our generation are always taking selfies or mm-hmm. picture this, that, the other. Like, it's just, it's second nature. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of why as well. It's a question I asked myself for ages, and that's kind of the conclusion I've come to. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting take that you have. Because um, it's, well, somewhat different than what I've heard before, than like what other people say. But I think it's it's true in a sense that, Um, people in our age group or, you know, like you said, 13 to 25, um, we, we, we are more familiar with social media because we kind of grew up with it. And as we grew up with it, we, we know more about its nature and the bad and the goods of it. And I think that might be one of the reasons that makes, well, makes us see things differently. And I think that's a very interesting take. Yeah, thank you. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you said that you know people, you have chatted with people who have eating disorders. Um, do you have any personal experiences with people who have problems with body image? Uh, with body image, yeah. I actually did a podcast episode. There was a group in my school. They did a project about body image. And it was so, so powerful that I decided to have them on the podcast. So we did my very, very first live podcast recording with them, which was so nerve-wracking. I was nearly sick that morning. I was like, why Why am I doing this? There's literally 100 people in the room. I was like, I didn't sign up to this because initially, fun, uh, like just a, a fun side story here, I a teacher came up to me and said, would you do this for them? And I said, yeah, sure, thinking it was me <laughs> and five other girls. And then walking into the walking into the library where we were recording and seeing like maybe fifty other people and then people slowly coming in and out of the room as we were recording. So there must have been a hundred people who passed through the room throughout the day. Wow. And I was so nervous because usually it's me in my room. Um mm. and I'd be chatting to two people other, max. 
and then mm-hmm. I see 50 people sitting in the library I'm like oh my god talk about talk about <laughs> um discomfort and body image like it was just I was like how do I look <laughs> what's going on um so yeah it was you know it was it was a great experience but body image wise yeah I I think everybody kind of suffers from body image you know mm-hmm. in a way in a sense that we all get uncomfortable with our body every once in a while I think that's just part of life and it, I think you'd be lying to yourself unfortunately if you said you didn't suffer with you know negative body image or negative mm-hmm. talk about your body I think everyone does just one stage or another in their life and that's just something mm-hmm. we all have to grow and accept but I think as well like even even recently I was like oh I hate the way I look in this top mm-hmm. I had a specific top on I was like no not loving it so I'm just learning now to like the clothes that I'm in and if I don't like the clothes I'll give them to charity or I'll sell them or I'll do something else with them. But mm-hmm. for me, my body image confidence comes from when I wear clothes that I like. Um, that's just for me personally. I know other people whose, you know, positive body image kind of comes from, you know, taking care of themselves, like doing self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it differs. But I think we all kind of have that little voice in our head saying, oh, you could do this or you could do that. Or, I don't like the way this looks on you. That's just part of life. But I think it's about accepting that and then learning to take those steps to kind of quiet that voice the back of your head and mm-hmm. just kind of learn about your own body and how it works and accept it because you only have one so it's it's just about accepting it and loving it at the end of the day so are, are you saying like in essence it's just um like being positive of your own body is part of the process of learning more about yourself and getting to know yourself a hundred percent. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Because look, it's it's a journey. Getting to know ourselves mm-hmm. is a journey and what we like and what we dislike and we change. We change all the time. Our bodies change with us um as we as we grow older. So I think it's just about learning what you like and what you don't like. And if you outgrow a pair of jeans or you you want to start going to the gym or you just don't like going to the gym or um or these certain types of food just make your skin go all spotty learn about it and see what you can do to kind of make yourself more comfortable in your own skin that's what is so important and forget what everybody else says forget if people are commenting on on your body because your body isn't their body you've just got to accept the body you're in love the body you're in and work with it Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good um, message that you're trying to say here like our Next question, we were going to ask, how do you think we could help people with the eating disorders? But like here, you're talking about more of um, self-acceptance. And I think that's an important part. And, you know, those people building their own confidence. And I think overall, they need a lot of support from their family and friends. And I think that overall could really help. But, you know, what's um, maybe do you have another answer for this? No, it's a really good answer, but I think that's so true as well. The first thing I was going to say was, look, talk to your friends, talk to your family. Um, one of the things that the girls were talking about on their project was the way you talk about, the way you speak about your body is the way I look at mine. And mm-hmm. I think that is probably one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. And it really kind of spoke to me uh, in the sense that if I comment about my body saying, okay, I don't like the way my arms look. And one of my friends was like, oh, she doesn't like the way her arms look well my arms look like hers then I shouldn't like my look like my arms either and it's kind of a thing where if one person says something it kind of impacts the way you think that's mm-hmm. the message they're trying to get across so if I speak positively about 
my body, so about my smile, if I go, oh my goodness, you know, I really like the way I smile, I really like my teeth, the way my teeth show, somebody else can go, oh, I do too. And it kind of is a positive effect. So I, yeah, I, I think it's about, you know, starting with yourself and being positive within yourself and then how it affects other people. So that's, you know, talking with your friends and family about that is so important and maybe saying to a friend or a family member who speaks negatively about themselves, just say, look, if you speak negatively about yourselves, it could affect other people. Let's try and help mm-hmm. each other. That's a small step you can take. Um, and then eating disorder wise, um, I'd like to stress again, I am no professional when it comes to eating disorders or mental health. I don't have a degree um, in any of this kind of thing. I'm just a young person who, who you know, gives people platforms to talk about these kinds of things. And I'm still learning. Um, but something that is so important is just educating yourself, number one. Uh, so watching documentaries. Uh, TikTok is absolutely brilliant as well recently. If you find the right creators who are qualified professionals and talk about these kind of things because there are TikTokers out there, follow them, uh, see what they say about these kinds of issues. And then as well, go online, go on Google, research You know your national or local um, group that maybe... Um, deal with with uh, issues like this so if you if you need help if you ever just need to chat, chat to somebody or call somebody call a professional there's loads of helplines online you can chat to um, there's always options out there there is always some kind of solution and um, and someone you can talk to always be it a family member or a stranger and I think that's really really important for people to remember mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well then what would you say is the hardest thing to get these informations or these messages through to people um i think it's the access the accessibility of these messages that's the hardest thing um i think as well it's people's willingness to learn about the issue as mm-hmm. well i think those will kind of be the two things if you're not really willing to learn about body image you're not going to get the information um if you're not you know if you don't know what platforms to reach out to you're not necessarily going to reach out to those platforms So that was a huge thing when it came to my podcast. I wanted to talk to people who had gone through these experiences and maybe just see who they reached out to, what their experiences were and and stuff like that. And look, there are are always different places you can reach out to. I think podcasts are great because they cover absolutely every kind of form of of topic you can think of, like be of music and film to how to be a millionaire from going to the gym to, I don't know, learning how to take care of a cat there's podcasts about everything nowadays i saw a podcast the other day about music for your dog look there's <laughs> absolutely everything so if you really really want to educate yourself and learn about these things you can you can find it um but i think talking about it is so important that's why i call my podcast talk about it because it is just about expressing your feelings to the people expressing your thoughts to the people and go okay hey I actually want to learn about this or hey I'm not doing well at the moment and you never know what other people are going through Mm -hmm. and you never know how they can actually help you in these kind of situations as well Um, because you'd be surprised about the kind of about the people who who have who have had eating disorders or have eating disorders um, because you know there's no there's not this one thing that every person with an eating disorder has or one thing that everybody with negative body image has like everybody everybody looks different everybody goes through things differently so i think it's about talking to other people to find these types of platforms and to you know get educated and start talking about it and to start that conversation 
So would you say that people who don't take these type of things seriously, like um, on eating disorders or like they don't think about body images as an issue, do you think that might be the biggest problem with um, these type of mental health issues because they are they think that they're invalid or things like that? Uh, yes and no. So I agree with what you're saying that if people aren't interested, they're not going to learn about it. And that is mm-hmm. 100% correct. But I think that falls down as well to the education system and the way mm-hmm. that we learn about mental health. So if this kind of thing isn't brought up in schools, then people aren't going to be as open-minded about it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really where the issue lies. Like we, do, we, I remember we touched on it very, very briefly in my school. We touched on it for like a week. We did like a project on or whatever. And then it wasn't until... I realized I knew somebody with an eating disorder that I was like, oh, I actually don't know as much as I thought I did. Let me do a bit more research. And then a couple of weeks later, I found the documentary. So for me, my eyes kind of opened when we started talking about it at school and that conversation started. So I'm such a big advocate for education and for learning and for opening up your mind to different things. Like there are still so many things for me that I haven't, you know, learned about yet, that I'm wanting to learn about, willing to learn about. And it really is, it really all starts with education and Mm -hmm. the people you surround yourself with and just talking about it. It really, really Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't realize, I sometimes don't realize you're not educated about it until you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. I think like the the reason I brought up this type of, uh, like people thinking that these issues are invalid. I think it's that um, maybe Chinese culture, we talk less about mental health overall. Like honestly, thinking back like in high school, I don't think we talked about mental health in school, did we? I don't think so. Yeah, so like it's totally a part that um, our teachers disregard. And I just think that this may be a big issue in Asian culture a bit more like, invalid feelings and people thinking that oh it's just a small issue why why would you think that you need a therapist for this or things like that yeah and i think as well this is this is something that you know us in ireland we're, we're becoming a little bit more aware of that there are that everyone goes through bad days that everybody you know um anyone can have mental health issues or body mm-hmm. health, uh, body image issues or eating disorders anybody can and look, yeah, like like you said, I think it just kind of starts with um, just talking about it and, mm-hmm. and normalizing the stigma, destigmatizing it is, is the word I'm looking for. And that mm-hmm. just kind of starts with talking about and having this conversation, which you are doing, and it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, um, do you have anything that you want to share to our audience now that this interview is coming to an end? Uh, anything I would like to say, I was kind of thinking about this earlier. Um, it's just really just to close up the kind of the topic about, uh, body image and, Mm -hmm. and eating disorders. If you are going through a a hard time at the moment, or you are kind of talking negatively about yourself, you should know that you're, you're not alone. You really aren't. And I think that's something that is just so valid validating to hear sometimes because it, it's such a big word that we live in and it's ever expanding and ever growing and ever changing it's it can be scary so knowing that you're not alone is really really important and really really powerful so just mm-hmm. talk to somebody and and let them know and 
reach out. It's so important. And I promise you, you'll, you'll find someone to talk to, anybody to talk to. Um, and then otherwise, I just wanted to say that in, in a general message kind of sense, uh, just to really just, I think since COVID, a lot of people have realized that life is really, really short. Um, so there's no point in dwelling on the negative or being, you know, being negative about the small stuff. Don't sweat the small things. Go out, enjoy your life, do something you love, uh, meet people, travel, do what makes you happy in life. And you will find happiness within yourself and within your body. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's a journey, um, but it will be worth it. And yeah, I just want to thank both of you for having me on and to say that season three of my podcast will be coming out very, very soon, hopefully in August. And yeah, there'll be a lot of exciting things happening then. I have a lot of projects kind of lined up. So yeah, that's exciting. So uh, my Instagram page is at underscore talk about a podcast to plug myself there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for uh, having me on. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I think that this conversation went very well and I liked how this ended. Oh, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank, Thank you and bye! bye.